From the PSIA, ASI Mobile Studios at Huntley Lodge, Big Sky Resort in Montana, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, visiting with Jeff Krill. Jeff, thanks very much for joining us. Oh, psyched to be here. I mean, I'm already having a great week here. So, I mean, just to add and tell everybody about it makes me pretty excited. I'll tell you that. It has been a great week. I mean, Adaptive has really caught on this year. Yeah, you know what's neat to, to see is that, um, so for a lot of instructors that have always been curious about it or they've wanted to participate or have access to it, you know, maybe at their home mountains there, you know, they're so involved in their alpine teaching and what their own school is doing and they don't have access to um, somebody from the adaptive world and the opportunity to go out and train and talk about it or to get into a piece of equipment or try it out. I think that's that's a neat offering to have at something like the the Alpine National Academy, and that we have all of our disciplines here too. It's not, it's not just Alpine. You know, you've got the Telemark guys here in the Nordic, and you've got um, snowboard here as well. So it's it's a true national academy. It's all disciplines, and I love that. And what's your day typically like here? Is adaptive uh, offered as an elective, or can people come in and and have class with you? No, it's combination. So you know, we start out with you have a. Um, morning ski group that we go out you know a lot of them can be adaptive instructors that want to spend some time so that we're talking about you know there's a lot of networking that goes on here too so um different um, people involved in programs from around the country are coming together and we're talking about what's going on in their world while we're skiing through and enjoying working on their technique so it's working on from even though i'm a sit skier um, I'm most of my time is spent clinicking those who stand up and two track ski whether you're going to different programs or helping them to get through certification the coaches who are part of adaptive programs it isn't always that I'm helping somebody with in relationship to disability I teach skiing and that's basically what it is I just happen to do it from a chair now where do you go when you're on the mountain I mean we've got beginner terrain great intermediate off-piste is incredible I mean there's a tram here that reminds you of your favorite movie where eagles dare (laughs) yeah exactly so how cool is it that when you go to a place like this and you've got you know, the, you got the blue bubble chair with the heated seats here at Big Sky and, you know, biggest skiing in America. And then you look up there and there's the, the tiny little um, tram that goes all the way to this gnarly little peak up there where you've got the big couloir and whatnot. And it, and it totally looks like the movie Where Eagles Dare. And, you know, it brings home all those pieces of why you love, you know, extreme skiing and why you love these mountain environments, you know, in Big Sky here. Um, what a great place to be able to offer this kind of an academy. You know, it's got it all for everybody. So are you out with people working on their own skiing as well as teaching? Yeah, we're doing a combination. You're going everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we've been kind of all over the mountain at this point. And, you know, it depends on the conditions. You know, like we had a really warm day yesterday. So we were all over the place up on the mountain um, skiing together. And then in the uh, this morning, got really cold like it does here in the spring, right? Things a little bit firmer, a little more gnarly. If you went up top, you got some really soft because it was still dry and powdery. But then, you know, down below... The groomers were like, whoa, bring you back to East Coast style and really like you want your GS ski out there. And But it's nice to be able to work on a combination of all the things here. You know, because it is such an alpine environment, you have powdery snow up top and then you've got some firmer stuff down. So you can work on it all. And, and the clinicians here are definitely taking advantage of that. Where are most of the skiers from that are taking part in your program? No, you know, in, in the adaptive piece, you know, yep. God, it's, I've got people from Michigan. I've got people from Colorado. You know, I've got people from the East Coast, um, folks that are right here um, in the back door here out of Big Sky and Eagle Mountain. You know, so people are just, you never know. And, you know, we'll see tomorrow. You know, we have, it's the elective day. So 
Um, we're going to be doing adaptive. My, my focus for that is to really get people in some pieces of equipment so they can try it, maybe become a little bit proficient on it. They've got some great beginner learning terrain here too, so it's not an intimidating place to get them up on um, some carpets, but yet the carpets are long and we can get some nice runs and get some mileage in too. So yeah, we had a great experience playing with some of that today. And I was mentioning the word intimidating a little bit earlier when we were chatting. Um, it, it is a little scary to try something new, to sit down and not, I mean, yes, it's skiing, but it's skiing in a way that we haven't tried before. How do we overcome that fear and actually get out there and try it? Well, I think, you know, the, the first thing is it's people need to f figure out that it, it's just skiing, right? You become an and we talk about this all the time, people get too equipment focused and they think that the piece of equipment is going to be the thing that makes them ski. It's still the pilot. It's the person inside the piece of equipment that still drives it and that does everything to be able to turn whatever that piece of equipment is. You know, and we have a lot of great equipment that's out there that can we can assist as coaches to help people get down the mountain with our assistance. But you got to remember that we're still trying to get them to be as independent as possible. And it's worth us to put the time in to get them. Maybe they're fearful to start out with, but just because people have a disability, and this gets us into another realm of this, is that just because you have a disability doesn't mean that you need to be given the, the ride up the mountain. We're going to teach you how to ski so that you can develop more out of your sport and love it from a different perspective than just an experience. And is that really an attitude that's different than someone who's brand new to the sport in the first place. I mean, it's all about overcoming fear, really. Well, it is. Yeah, it's overcoming that fear. You know, sometimes I guess the hardest thing in any of these sports or when you're trying something new is just showing up. When you get to the mountain, you know, what it's going to be. And for me, and I can think back to my um, first day on snow. I was a skier before I was injured. And what was it going to be like? How different was it going to be? Um, what were the changes going to be for me? And, um, you know, it really, once I was there and doing it and saw the snow and being on something that slides, you understand that. Which kind of leads me to another question, again, of intimidation. Uh, when I'm working with someone who does have a disability, for lack of a better word, and, and I haven't been in their shoes, how do I empathize with that person and, and realize what it's like for them to be going through what they are trying this sport? Well, I don't think you ever try to empathize or put yourself in their shoes because you can't, right? You, you really, you can try to think about what it may be like, but you really don't understand the day-to-day -day struggles um, that they go through, you know, and, and what they've experienced or what happened to them prior to to being right in front of you here out on, on the hill. And that's not unlike anybody else that shows up to your regular lineup on any given day. You don't know what their experiences are and what they've been through. But to try, you know, as a, I hate to say it, as a quote-unquote an able-bodied person or some to empathize with what they go through and what it takes for them to maybe get up in the morning. You know, that some of the people have to go through um, different aspects to just to set up their day that they have to get up at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning to be able to make it there for an 8 o'clock lesson. You don't realize that they, they were, have been up for four hours just to get themselves dressed, to get themselves ready because it takes them longer to put their pants on you know if you will one leg at a time so i mean there's a lot of aspects you know that, that you could get into great detail with about how they have to start their day so they when you say be there at eight o'clock it's and, and you just rolled out of bed they've already been up for a, a number of hours maybe just trying to get themselves ready to be there just so they could experience this one this one day of skiing so there can be a lot lot behind it and and, and just knowing that that's a possibility and i think helps you in understanding the um 
where a person comes from when they're in front of you who has maybe any kind of a disability or an injury that's trying to learn how to ski again. Let's get back into the group here at National. Um, how does this compare to years past? Pretty good turnout? Well, it's the best turnout that they've ever had, you know, and it's really neat to see the kind of the vibe around it. Um, we've got a, a really youthful presence here too. You know, there's we've got it from anybody from teenagers all the way up to the oldest members of our of our PSI Aussie um, clientele. It's amazing to see that. And when you get that kind of history and then the excitement of some of the youth that's showing up here that taking time off from their day-to-day jobs just to be around all the knowledge that is the, the um, academy, it's incredible. What a resource that is for anybody that shows up to this thing. You don't see that in a lot of organizations where you have you know, the people from youth, you know, the teens and um, early 20s, all the way up into their 90s who are here skiing and learning from each other. It's, there's nothing like that. I know there's a woman here in her 70s who I'm hoping to get an interview with who just passed her level three. And uh, there's also, I believe he's in his 90s, a gentleman who is an instructor as well. Yeah, and I think that's one of the cool things about skiing in itself is that it lends itself to the generations right it doesn't matter how old you are um, and that you can always share it with your family and friends from when you were two three years old on it is truly a sport for a lifetime and it's a family sport and that's why people love it and that's why they're so passionate about it and that's why this group comes out and travels long distances to be here and wants the knowledge and, and everybody wants to progress and be better because it has that kind of um, stoke about it that you just, it Everybody can participate in it. And how about for myself, you know? And when I was first injured, the thought that I'm able to ski and do that when I was first paralyzed, that's a crazy idea. And I still love that experience in my head every day. I'm like, how can it be possible that, you know, I'm wheeling around in a wheelchair, like down the hallways or this and that. But when I get in my ski, I'm just ripping it down a mountain. and I can experience everything the same as everybody else and pushing it hard. And, and it's a great equalizer. And that's such a cool thing about gravity and really what skiing brings to my adaptive population, nothing like it. I'd really like to have a show with you where we get into your history. What was that moment like when you were like, I'm going to do this? You know, for me, it was, I, I realized that there wasn't another choice. You know, I, it was a better situation to um, choose what I could do than to focus on all the woe is me about where I, where I was starting or where I was at that point, right? You know, you get the notice, you know, like you've broken your back, you're going to be paralyzed from this level, you're never going to be able to walk again, you know, in theory. And I mean, there's always that hope, but you can also bring yourself down a dark path if you just continue with hope all the time. You know, if it happens, it happens. Wonderful. And that, that was kind of my mindset. But for me, it was, I'm going to focus on being the best thing that I can be out in my wheelchair. And I want to take on life. I'm not going to let this situation take me out of all the things I want to accomplish. Jeff, it's always great visiting with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us this evening. Yeah, you bet. It's always a great time. And, you know, encourage everybody to come out to National Academy because what a time this is. Big sky, biggest skiing in America, that's for sure. Jeff Krill joining us on First Chair from the PSI ASI Mobile Studios at Huntley Lodge, Big Sky Resort in Montana. I'm George Thomas.